Alright. First things first. Which one of you fuckers did it? Who sent me the big jar of rainbow sprinkles? I want names. Welcome to the Atomic Skull Podcast, everybody. My name is Matthew, and whoever did send me that big jar of rainbow sprinkles, which if you listen to episode 49.5 a couple weeks back, you know rainbow sprinkles was uncharacteristically something that my brother James loved when he was a kid. When I opened that package and saw what it was, it made me feel feelings. So I am out for blood. And you made me feel feelings in front of my wife. How dare you? sir or madam or someone, whoever you are, just know that I'm not above kicking your ass. So because I started last week's episode with a story about a chaotic Saturday at the dildo store, I wanted to do my best to keep it perfectly balanced, as all things should be, and describe to you guys a nice, blissful evening at the dildo store. And it involves one of my employees calling out, which doesn't seem like a good start. I'm not talking any shit about the employee that called out, by the way. She's good. We get along, not throwing any shade. That's hardly the focus of the story. But this happened last week on Tuesday. And because this employee called out, I ended up having to close by myself because no one else was available to come in totally fine. Not sure if it would surprise you guys to know this, but there aren't as many people coming in on random Tuesday nights to buy fuck machines as you might think. Now, on this particular day, we closed at 9 p.m., and it was super slow all day. It was a church in there. That might have been a bad choice of words. Nah, I'm leaving that in just for the irony. Between 5.45 and 8 p.m., not one single customer came into the dildo store. No old man shopping the DVD racks for an hour. No giant groups of 19-year-old kids coming in, laughing at the butt plugs, and then buying four bucks worth of sex chocolates. Didn't sell one single boner pill. It was just me in the bondage section, which is my favorite area, he said sluttingly, which I'm pretty sure is not a word, resetting and repricing the handcuffs, hog ties, and leeches, the holy trinity, with a music playlist that was on that had a little bit of everything. You guys, easiest fucking money I have ever made in my entire life. There's always a rush in the last hour, and I did have about like half a dozen people come in, but that's not shit, and I can handle that no problem. How often do any of us really have those easy days at work where we actually have a second to check in with ourselves and throw out like a, hey, it could be worse. You know what I mean? So as boring as it might sound to be there, it was actually kind of nice. And that happened to be my Friday, so it was even better. You know what? I think I'm going to make that the best of the week. It's a little more local than I usually do on the program, but it was so fucking nice, especially after having a couple of rough ones at work in a row. Don't worry, though. The job is still fucking wild, and I do have a proper dildo chronicle for you a little later. All right, so without any further ado, let's get to some answers to the gold star question that my sister Georgia asked when she was on the shit show a couple weeks ago. Little bit of a recap for you guys around that. George made an amazing playlist of terrible, horrible, awful, no good, very bad songs to do sex to. 
And you guys, the playlist is so good because it's so bad. She's got everything on there from the Macarena to the Seinfeld theme song. And she asked you guys to send in your answers for the worst song to get down to. And she was going to add the winner to the playlist. And as usual, you depraved some bitches did not disappoint. <laughs> we had a long ass list to choose from. Thank you guys very much, of course. And I'm going to give you guys the top three leading up to number one. So in third place is a 90s, I don't know what the opposite of banger is, but I really need to come up with a term for it. And I don't know how many of you guys are actually going to know this tune, but the third worst song you guys sent to get down to was Mmm, 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 Mmm by the Crash Test Dummies. That song was probably the most impressive left field answer that I got. I didn't see it coming. No pun. Second place, the silver medal, is the Sesame Street theme song. Here's the thing with that one, boys. If I find out anyone can actually finish while the Sesame Street theme song is playing, I'm calling the police. And then the winner, which Georgia and I both knew immediately when it got sent in to us, is the Christmas classic, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> Excuse me in my throbbing erection right now just by mentioning the damn song. It is a banger in every single way. I'm coming in hot with the sex puns today, kids. Now, because all three of those are absolute winners, you can now find all three of them on the world's greatest sex playlist, which is on Spotify, and it is titled Atomic Skull Masterpiece. Seriously, you guys, take a second to check out the whole ass playlist because it is pure fucking comedy. So much thanks again to my sister for creating the soundtrack for my road trip up the Hershey Highway to park the beef bus in Tuna Town for the rest of my damn life. For worst of the week, I want to talk about what the fuck is going on at concerts lately. Because I'm going to see Metallica twice this weekend, and I'm terrified of what might happen while I'm there. And don't worry, I'll be giving you guys a full report on that next episode. I've been to a shitload of concerts in my life, and usually as a general rule, people aren't always entirely respectful to each other, but shit has taken a completely different turn lately, because that's spilling over to the performers. And I don't know where to land on any of this, because all of it is annoying, and I want to give you guys a couple of examples. We're going to start with Miranda Lambert. A month or two ago, Miranda, who I like, she's got some hits that I totally sing along to. She was in Vegas and she stopped a show right in the middle of a song to chastise people in the audience for taking selfies, which is a term I utterly despise, by the way. But they were taking selfies and I guess not paying enough attention to the show for Miranda's liking. So she stopped the show and scolded them in front of everybody like a pissy grandmother for taking pictures of themselves in the middle of her performance. 
I have talked before on the show about how much I loathe seeing videos people take of themselves at concerts singing along to whatever fucking song I can't even hear in the background. I think I did this exact bit before, but I barely fucking care about the video of the concert you're seeing. Can you imagine how I feel about watching you watch the concert? It's amazing to me that anyone think someone wants to see them singing along to a song being sung live. That is the exact level of overvaluing yourself that can only be brought to you in the age of social media. But also, that's me giving you my hot ass take from the comfort of my dark office while drinking an iced coffee that may or may not be loaded with Kahlua. If I was the actual performer singing songs on stage and I saw a couple people taking pictures just for a moment and not paying attention to me, Firstly, fuck it, man, I've already got their money. How is that any different from going to get a beer during a song? To me, that comes off as like a, how dare you not pay attention to me when I'm in a spotlight? And it sounds extra bitchy when you talk it out. It's different if it's like a comedy show or a spoken word performance or something like that. But even when I saw Elton John last year, I went and took a piss during Crocodile Rock because I fucking hate that song. You're allowed to not like every song that's performed at a concert, no? And Seckenberg, what if the song that Miranda was singing was an important song to those people that were taking the pictures or the video or whatnot? I'm not sure who it was that was getting yelled at because I don't care, but maybe the song she was singing was extra special to the people taking the pictures. Maybe it was the song that was playing when they first met, or they were taking a video for someone important to them because that person couldn't make it to the show and that was their favorite song. I am a billion percent sure that none of those are remotely true, but in the moment, I can't imagine that Miranda was sure either. Am I right? It is beyond me why anyone is a dick to fans that give them money. Sing your shit, take a lemo home, and enjoy your fucking jacuzzi because 99.9999999 and the rest of it percent of us can't do any of those things. Let's stay in Vegas for an extra second and talk about one of my favorite exes, Adele, because this brings up a whole other issue that is going on during concerts. This one happened just a week or two ago. There was a dude who was taking video of himself with a full-on stick and everything in the front row while he was singing along to Adele. And from the video that I saw, the dude was in another dimension entirely. He was crying. He was clutching non-existent pearls. He was smiling in ways that I've never even gotten close to. Obviously, having a great time, and that's beautiful. He was in the front row and standing up during a show where everyone else was sitting down. And this is where I get really torn, because it wasn't a fucking metal show. No one's asses are in seats when Slayer busts out Raining Blood or dead skin mask or something, but this was a fucking Adele show. I'm not standing up when she fucking sings Someone Like You. I can enjoy that song just as much from the comfort of my very expensive seat. What he is doing isn't physically injuring anybody, but also, and this might sound a little bit socialist of me by definition, but when there is a group of people, particularly a large group of people, we all have a responsibility to each other. And this guy had people behind him complaining that everyone else is sitting down and he's standing up and they couldn't see. Now, this begs the question, which is more paramount, the responsibility to yourself or to those around you? I feel like his experience wouldn't have been remotely hindered by him sitting in his seat, but the people behind him 
did have their experience hindered because he was standing up. But the issue in this particular case was that a security guard started being an asshole to the guy. And I'm pretty sure that was during a point of the show where everyone was standing up. One thing I am 100% in favor of is performers on stage who call out security guards for being dicks because they have always been dicks. I get sometimes that it does have to happen, but there's some alpha male turds out there who are security guards that completely let it go to their heads and they can just go the fuck away already. And that's kind of what Adele did. She called out the security guard for being a dick and a few other artists have done that too and good for them. My security guard being a dick story actually happened when I saw Metallica forever ago, ironically enough. I was right up front in the pit which is something I would do when I was much younger and my knees hurt a lot less. And someone threw a guitar pick out during the show. This pick happened to make it all the way through people who were taller than me, which is sadly most people. I'm not bitter that my mother smoked cigarettes for her entire pregnancy with me. I think there's a rumor that she had a Marlboro Red in her mouth while her feet were in stirrups, but I digress. The pick happened to make it through everyone else and hit my hand but I got bumped like right on the shoulder and I didn't close my hand in time so it bounced off the palm of my hand and fell to the ground the security guard saw the whole thing walks over picks it up off the ground everyone around me all people that I didn't know were all yelling at him and pointing at me telling the security guy that it should totally be mine it defied odds and gravity to somehow damn near make it to me in my hand and fuck man that would have made my whole ass day especially when i was a kid security guard walks over bends down grabs the pick takes out his wallet looks at me dead in the eye while he puts the pick in his wallet and then walks away everyone around me fucking booed at him but he clearly gave no shits and yeah, sure, security keeps everyone safe and we need them and blah, blah, blah. They can also go fuck themselves. Unless, of course, I ever do live episodes of this shit show and they're big enough to warrant a security guard, in which case, grateful for what you do, man. And then the last story that I have to mention, because it is the most 2023 bullshit you are going to hear all week, is what happened with Cardi B at a performance. Also in Vegas. All three of these are in Vegas. Maybe the problem isn't even concerts or people being dicks or anything. Maybe the problem is Vegas. One of the big trends right now is people throwing shit on stage trying to hit the performer, which is fucking ridiculous and disrespectful. I saw that happen with Harry Styles on video. I think it happened with Post Malone. There was the one um, like a month ago, maybe. Um, God, I can't remember. What's her tits? I can't remember her name. She got hit right in the fucking eyeball and she had to get medical treatment, which is insane. I think someone gave pink ashes, human ashes while she was on stage. Shit's wild out there, man. What happened with Cardi? Again, I am torn. She was doing a show and some asshole in the audience threw a water bottle that hit her. But no one is a bigger asshole than Cardi, so she just threw her fucking microphone at whoever it was. Meanwhile, the music kept playing and her voice was still rapping along to the music without the microphone being in her hand, so that was a little bit of an oopsie on her part. And then in the most 2023 postscript to the story ever, someone somewhere somehow was able to get that microphone out of the venue and put it on sale on eBay. And it sold for $100,000. It was definitely six figures, but the deal fell through. 
I love stories like that, that are total fucking roller coasters. So that's going to bring me to your song of the week. After talking about Miranda, Adele, and Cardi, I mean, I like all three of them. So you think that would be the easy choice, but I didn't want to do the obvious thing and pick a song by any of them. But then when I thought about it, I wanted to take it a step further and go as far in the opposite direction of those three as I could. And I'm not talking like, you know, let me introduce you to Eastern European chanting with a vocorder and, you know, something that hopefully you know. I started listening to the playlist that I made a while back, which I will be talking about next week. It is going to be called Hot Take Summer Volume 2 Music Edition. Count on it. I was listening to said playlist, and in the back of my mind, I was kind of on the hunt for a song that is as far the other direction from those three ladies as you could get. And you guys, I think I got it. And it is a fucking classic. If you know this song, don't you try to lie to me and tell me you don't like it, because it is a legit good fucking tune and i think it's about time that it gets the respect that it deserves i know i may be coming off sounding sarcastic right now which i know i never am but this one is legitimate it was written and produced by the great rick james which dave Chappelle jokes and the fact that he was an utterly awful person aside the motherfucker was insanely talented and a demon at everything he did so song of the week for you this week is the catchy and legendary 80s bop party all the time by eddie murphy you know you love it and you can find it on the atomic skull podcast songs of the week playlist on spotify when you are ready to treat yourself to a one song dance party before i turn you loose for the week let's get into the dildo chronicles real quick because i have a story for you guys that is absolute fire like literally there was a fire at the dildo store well, next to the dildo store. It's right by an industrial supply yard where you can rent tractors and those things that dude in hard hats drive when they're, I don't know, reinforcing the header or whatever it is that men do when they're wearing hard hats. So, of course, middle of the desert in the middle of the summer, and it's 685 million degrees Kelvin for the last two months, something over the fence next to the dildo store caught on fire. And it started to spread pretty quickly, as fires tend to do. And it's Sunday, so nobody at the industrial yard is actually working. And there's no one there to call the fire department, okay? So I'm ringing a customer out who bought a bunch of small little packs of dick-shaped candies. Boy, my parents are proud of me. And I heard a loud-ass boom from outside. Nothing like I've ever heard before. It sounded serious. I don't know how else to describe it. I knew it was coming from outside, so I headed outside after I finished ringing out the customer, and I see this big fucking fire next door, complete with another loud boom, like I was a fucking extra in an Expendables movie. I called 911. How often do we call 911 in our lives? But I did. I called 911 to get the fire department over there because the shit was spreading super fast. And the best part of the story is I got put on hold when I called 911. Isn't that fucking rich? It was a slow Sunday, but we had a couple people in the dildo store that I had to evacuate out of the building. 
I locked everything up and I lowered the big steel door to the dildo store down and we hung out outside near our vehicles because at this point the fire was still spreading and it got to less than 50 feet away from our building and from my car. And I'm thinking if it gets any closer, you can catch me driving the fuck out of there and letting every fucking anal bead we have burn in my rear view mirror. But dudes were just pulling up to the dildo store, parking and heading towards the rolled down steel door, completely ignoring the growing fucking fire that is happening 50 feet away from them. You could feel the heat even in the middle of the summer when you just looked at the damn thing. There was a dude who walks right past me trying to look him in the eye and telling him that the store is closed. He looks at me finally when I get his attention and he asks, why is the store closed? And I do one of those over-the-top comedic gestures in the direction of the blaze that is continuing to make exploding noises, by the way. And Buddy starts trying to get me to open the store back up. He said, that's happening all the way over there. Bruh, if I can throw a wiffle ball and have it land in the fire, that's too close. Another dude who drove up tried to bargain with me telling me, oh, I only need one thing. Just open the door. I only need one thing. Oh, shit, citizen. I didn't realize it was only one single thing you needed. Let me open the store right back up, you fucking turd. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Have the forethought to get your cock ring and your penis pump and your boner pills the day before you see the hooker so you're not rushed. I don't really have an ending to the story, I guess. To their credit, as soon as I did get through to 911, there was a fire truck there in less than five minutes. And the fire was out less than 10 minutes after that. They did a fantastic job. And I did invite all the firemen into the dildo store to buy some goodies, but they said they were working. They didn't want to come in. Pussies. I'm kidding, of course. They were sweethearts. And that's it. And that's all for this week, you crazies. Thanks, you guys. As always, each and every one of you for listening to my bullshit. I really appreciate it. I actually reached a pretty amazing milestone that if I were a normal person who believed in myself, I would be proud of. I reached 100 followers on Spotify, which might seem like a small number, but it is incredible to me. And it means so, so much. And I owe all of that to you. It's an amazing thought. Because not only did I never even imagine I would reach anything close to triple digits, but that's just on Spotify. That doesn't include everywhere else this shit show is streaming, which is pretty much everywhere people listen to this kind of garbage. So that really is fantastic. And I guess it means I'm doing something right. So I'm going to take that as a win. I'm just out here working my way closer and closer to crafting the perfect purple vein dick joke. One day I'll get there, and mark my words, it is going to be my Brandenburg Concerto. <laughs> Next week, like I said, I'm going to be diving into some musical hot takes that I have had simmering for a while now that are just near the perfect boil and going to be ready to serve. And I have a little idea that I want to weave into that that is sort of like a telethon if you will. It's going to be hopefully one of the weirdest things you've heard in a while. And I'm telling you guys right now about it so that I don't pussy out next week. So editing Matthew, do not cut this part out, shithead. Follow me if you haven't already on the socials at Atomic Skull Podcast on Instagram, threads, TikTok. Subscribe and give me five stars wherever you're catching my voice right now. 
It means a lot to me, and it is how I am able to measure that I am reaching you. So it's very, very important. If you have any nerd friends who tell you that they're so sad about Bill Murray and Kellis breaking up, which, you know, I'm shocked, invite them to listen to the program. Send them a link that is always appreciated endlessly, just like everything else that you guys do. Thank you so much. I will talk at you next week. Apologies to my mother-in-law and... How are you doing? 